0: Welcome to the Wellness and Weight Loss for Busy Teachers podcast, bringing you actionable tips to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Tracy Baird. If you care about nutrition and fitness and want to make progress in your unique wellness journey, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome back to the podcast. We are at episode two in season three, which I have entitled Starting Strong. This episode, we will talk about getting help from others. In order to make your habits stick and to crush those goals you've set for 2022. So, in the last episode, I talked about five ways to make your habits stick. And those were all sort of things you could implement by yourself. But today I wanted to talk about four ways you can get help from other people. And the first strategy I wanted to talk about is called copy and paste. This is actually from Katie Milkman's book, How to Change. And in this strategy, you ask someone for advice, you find someone who's more advanced than you are at your goal and you ask them, what strategies are they using? Maybe ask them about their mindset and how they overcome barriers to getting this thing done. So who to ask? I think you could benefit from asking people way, way ahead of you and also just a little bit ahead of you and then sort of create a way to paste those strategies into your own life. So, for example, training for a race. I have a cousin. This is incredible to me. She has run a marathon on five different continents, and she's striving to get a medal called the World Marathon Major Six Star Medal, which essentially sounds like it's a medal for people who have run a marathon on at least six continents. So even though we're the same age, she's got way, way, way more experience running than I have. So I could ask her, what do you do to train for a marathon? But that might be a little too advanced for me. So maybe I could find someone, maybe someone posts on my social media and I see, you know, just in my news feed on my social media on Instagram or on Facebook, someone says, "Just finished the, you know, Disney half marathon and they're running with their friends in a tutu." <laughs> maybe I could just reach out to those people and say, "What were your strategies on getting started in running a half marathon?" So similarly, I'd love to learn a new language. So, asking, I have a close friend who speaks multiple languages, who even moved to a foreign country in her young adulthood and lived there for a decade, and of course became fluent in that language. She'd be a great person to ask, but also maybe I've gone to Guatemala with a team of people about six times on mission trips, and several of them who have gone repeatedly have tried to learn some Spanish. And so, maybe those people would be great to learn their strategies. Because they're more beginners, and I'm a super beginner, so I can learn from them being one step ahead or adopting a new diet. I do want to be more plant forward and I want to eat more plants in my diet. So I do have several cousins who are vegan. So those people would be way advanced than I am on eating a plant based diet, but also, you know, other people who perhaps are vegetarian or who I see who are just eating possibly a more healthful diet than I am, I could ask them what their strategies are and sort of try to paste their strategies into my life. So I think this one works best if you just have a knowledge gap. So let's move on to the next strategy I want to talk about, which is getting an accountability partner. So this could have several levels of commitment, sort of the lightest level of commitment might be just using text or phone calling or messaging of some sort to check in either on a schedule or just periodically. I have a friend who wants to exercise more, and she has asked me to text her every weekend and ask her how her exercising is going. So we've sort of been developing this into more specific where she sets some intentions, and then I check in with her about those specific intentions and see if she fulfilled them. I feel like by her getting more precise in what she's committing to, I'm better able to be an accountability partner to her taking this same strategy sort of up a notch would be getting together with the accountability partner. Maybe getting coffee together, taking a walk would be nice, having a meal together once a week, once a month on whatever schedule, and just discussing the goal that you have. Maybe the accountability partner is just to help you, or maybe you're sort of mutually helping one another in an area that perhaps one of you has more expertise than the other. But I would encourage you that You don't need any special expertise to be someone's accountability partner. As long as you know what their goal is or they know what your goal is, you can be helpful to one another. You can also use an app. I've seen many of the fitness type apps have the feature that you can set to like invite friends to do challenges with you. So this might be fun to use an app to do, you know, how many steps are you doing per day? How many workouts are you doing per week or per month? and just sort of competing with your friend and being accountability to one another. You could also pay a coach or trainer if you want to invest in yourself in that way. Through The Faster Way to Fat Loss, I am a coach for fitness and nutrition, and I really love that. I'm a person who actually needs a lot of external accountability. In Gretchen Rubin's book, Better Than Before, she describes four tendencies of people and you can find out about these tendencies that she has put forth in her Four Tendencies quiz. If you just Google Gretchen Rubin quiz or Four Tendencies quiz, you can take that for free. And essentially, the different types are defined by their responses to internal and external expectations. And so for me, I'm what's called an obliger, which about I think it's about 40-some percent of people in the U.S. Are, are obligers, so you're likely to be one too. But this is a person who responds very well to external accountability, so you know deadlines that your boss sets or commitment that you made to a friend. But sort of doesn't do as well with internal expectations. So if you make a commitment to yourself, it's easy to break, and that's how I am. So I really benefit from an account, an accountability partner, and it's even worth me. Paying money because I know I'm an obliger to reach goals that might be difficult for me. It would be worth it for me to invest in myself by paying a coach or trainer to be my accountability partner if, you know, a free one (laughs) doesn't do the trick for me. I would say that selecting your accountability partner is important. I believe I did also read this in Gretchen Rubin's book, Better Than Before, that your spouse if you have one, might not be the best accountability partner for you because your spouse is more likely to let you off the hook and also more likely to have sort of their expectations and their, you know, outcomes mixed up with yours to make them more likely to let you slide. (laughs) So maybe someone who's not your spouse would be a better choice. Hey, it's Tracy. I'm cutting in and interrupting myself because I really want to connect with you. You can find me on social media at Tracy Baird Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. Now, back to the show. Okay, my third idea for getting help from others in crushing your goals and making your habits stick is to participate in activities together. So just say you want to get moving more. You could agree to meet your friend at the gym. You could agree to a walk. I actually meet a friend for a walk on Mondays and Fridays. So we have that standing date. So it encourages me to get that you know, get those miles in. I also recently picked up a new hobby of line dancing, which is sort of stretching my mind as well as getting my body moving a little bit. And just having that commitment to meeting the other ladies in my neighborhood or city for this line dancing group, it gets me going. Another idea, so a book club could be another way of participating in in an activity together if your goal was to read more books, you could join a book club. In this in this COVID environment, it might need to be a virtual book club, but any kind of book club that would get you reading would be help would help you to meet your goal of reading more books. Okay, so my fourth idea for getting help from others is a little more out there than the other ones, but it's by creating a commitment device. And a commitment device is in the behavioral psychology literature in many books I've read. But particularly, I believe I most recently read it again in Katie Milkman's book, How to Change. But one way is to basically put money on the outcome you are promising or your goal. So if you commit to write a book in the next six months, and if you don't write the book, you'll have to give money to your friend. And it has to be a significant amount in general. And so um, this has helped people write books, maintain weight loss, implement greener living. So many different things can be done by putting some money on it. So there is a website called STICK, S-T-I-C-K-K. So it has an extra K on it. And this website is a place where you can put money on the outcome you're promising or your goal. So the main, in the behavioral psychology literature, the main thing I've read For this commitment device, the main sort of category has to do with maintaining of weight loss. And so sometimes people who've lost just, say, 30 pounds, 50 pounds, maybe two friends did it together. If you want to put a dollar amount on, I'm going to maintain this weight loss within plus or minus five pounds. And if not, I'm going to pay you (laughs) $5,000. And you can away and can be demanded at any time in this paradigm or even to give more motivation. The money actually goes to what I would call like an anti-cause or an anti-charity. And by that, I mean, if you fail to meet your goal, you would be donating this money to a cause that you're against. You could also another commitment device is sort of to create a contest with your friends I did this once years ago. We were, it kind of came up impromptu. We were at a party for our child's baseball team, sort of end of the year party. And some people were talking about losing weight. And next thing you know, we had decided to everybody who wants to be involved, put in 50 bucks. And then at the end of whatever, eight weeks, we would have a weigh-in. So we did a weigh-in. Somebody just dragged out their bathroom scale into the backyard. Then after eight weeks, we reweighed, And then we decided that the winner would basically get almost all the money and then whoever came in second place would get their $50 back and then everyone else's $50 would go toward the winner. I would recommend if you do something like this to definitely specify the rules clearly and maybe use a scale (laughs) if this is a weight loss challenge that is digital so there's no um, fudging on the numbers and um, essentially decide on the rules in advance because in our group, We didn't decide whether sort of a tie, whether our decision was based on total pounds lost or percentage of weight loss. I had the unfortunate distinction of being the person who lost the second most percentage of weight, but the third most pounds, and it was decided by others that pounds would be the deciding factor, which I didn't think was quite fair for, you know, men who weighed 100 pounds more than I did (laughs) to get credit for losing pounds rather than percentage. But anyway, I did lose a significant amount of weight. And so I should just be thankful (laughs) that that motivated me, sort of that peer pressure, that $50 motivated me to take steps toward a healthier life that I wouldn't have taken otherwise. I do remember when I was probably about 12 years old, my mom and her racquetball friends implemented a similar contest. (laughs) But with a twist, the the big loser, meaning the person who didn't lose weight, had to wear an extra small t-shirt that said something like, I lost the weight loss contest for, you know, a certain amount of times to their racquetball games. So that actually put a little bit more than putting some money on it. It put some, I don't know, social embarrassment (laughs) into the mix. Okay, my friends. So there you have my four ideas about how you can get help from others in order to crush your goals and make your habits stick in 2022. So to recap, you can copy and paste, ask someone who's more advanced than you what their methods are and try to paste those methods into your own life. You can get an accountability partner. This can be on a variety of levels, but an accountability partner would benefit you and help you meet your goals. You can sign up and participate in activities together with a friend or a friend group to encourage you to actually do those activities. And you can create a commitment device, which could be money. (laughs) <laughs> to commit to your goal. As usual, I am here because I believe in you and you are worth it. Thank you for listening to the Wellness and Weight Loss for Busy Teachers podcast. For more from me, head over to my website and grab my latest free resource. You can find it at tracybeardwellness.com/ slash free. That's F-R-E-E. If you want more podcasts, vote with your five-star review wherever you listen. Your feedback really does make a difference. Now.